video that said, uh, if a comic posts crowd work and it doesn't blow up, does Matt Rife stay jacked? And then Matt Rife commented <laughs> on it. He didn't like it, though. He just commented on it. Um, what he said laughing, crying emoji, that's it. Yeah, he just sent me some laughing emojis, and then I said, do you need an opener for Australia? And he didn't respond, so we've still got beef. Yeah, he's like, as this, I would never be jacked, you're right. I just assume it's his social media team, right? I assume he just has someone who just oh, yeah. comments, laughing oh, emojis for and everything. Sure. For sure. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that way that gets plugged in. If, if he could get all these ladies and he's still just like 9 p.m., just dead dead face scrolling Instagram like everyone else, dude, that would be sad. <laughs> I'll tell you this. I can't tell you the comic, but I can tell you that there is a very, very famous comic in America who um, doesn't run his own Instagram. A friend of mine runs it. And... Uh, he, this is such a dick move, but there's some comic that when my friend was coming up in comedy was a real piece of shit to him. So my friend now runs this huge comics Instagram. And so he's, he logs in as this comic and views this dude's stories so that he thinks this famous comic is into his shit. That's fucking. That's amazing. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, and that's it's cool. Like I like it. Big, big name. Uh, so this guy must be like, holy shit, man! Like, fuck, they love me. Yo, stay petty. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I like it's it. It's fantastic. So I was curious. I wanted to ask. Uh, just watch. We watched all your clips to study for this. Just by the way, just doing some like pregame film sessions and stuff. Oh shit, man! But, I'm so sorry you had to do that. No, nah, man, you're awesome. <laughs> no, uh, it was it was a pleasure. So you're super laid back and conversational and kind of just like a real free, free flowing comic. I was wondering, like, did you grow up on Australian comedy or did you grow up on American comedy? Yeah, like both. But so here, the town I live in, Melbourne, is uh, it has the second biggest comedy festival in the world. So the Melbourne oh, International really. Comedy Festival is on every like March to April. So growing up, uh, like I would watch on, we had like four channels growing up on TV. Australia is still in like the 1980s. When I was growing <laughs> up, it was channel seven, channel nine, channel 10, and the ABC, which is like PBS, I guess. And um, so growing up, the comedy festival gala would be on channel 10 every year. Uh, so they would have like, a, it would just be like a lineup show in a theater. And they'd have a bunch of Australian comics and then a few international guests on. And so I like every year would just watch that. And then uh, you'd get a bit of a taste of a whole bunch of different comics from across the world. And then, you know, the internet comes in and everything changes. And now that like that gig, which used to be like the gig in comedy, like if you got on that in Australia, you had a career. Now that gig means like nothing. Mm. It's like the Tonight Show kind of thing. It's just completely meaningless now. But yeah, so I grew up watching that. And then the internet comes along and you start seeing all these American comics and stuff and podcasts and all that. But I would say like my childhood was mostly Australian comics. Mm. So that like changed the game for y'all when you had access to all the other comics and like different styles? Yeah, I feel like, I mean, I just think it makes everyone better seeing that stuff. Yeah. But it's like, it's crazy, man. When you go to the US and you see how good comics are, and how like nothing's off topic people will just go real hard and australia i feel like doesn't have that like uh we don't have like a respect for comedy here which is a weird thing to say because like respecting comedy is kind of like a oxymoron but like if you go to the states like there are comics who are just comics who are famous just for being stand-up comics it's like brian regan and yeah. like a whole bunch of guys like that who they're not on anything they just funny comics and here that's not a thing mm -hmm. like here no one knows who you are unless you're on television or you you're like a radio host a lot of comics become like drive time radio hosts 
So like 9 a.m. to 12, they're hosting radio and then they do shows at night and stuff. So it's it's just a totally different industry here. It, it really is. Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't yeah. say like we're as professional as you guys are. I think we're a lot more laid back. There's a lot more like storytelling here and uh, not as many punchlines. We just got to break you into the American I have no idea market. what your original question was. Oh, no, either, was perfect, man. That's yeah. a long... <laughs> <laughs> I got would you would you are you a kind of guy who would do some sort of acting or anything like that because you do sort of have the demeanor of someone you might see on like the Australian office I don't I don't know if you agree with that but you kind of have that sort of depending on what character you're talking about I'm either that's a compliment or a real burn who's your, who's your like character who do, you, who do you want to no be? no 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 you're not like you're not, I'm not comparing you to the US office actually you... man they did just they announced they're doing an, a version of the office here um, Australia sucks, man. I hate this country. It's just <laughs> the shittiest. The industry is just controlled by... It's like fucking... It's called the Comedy Festival, but every year it becomes more and more like a cabaret festival. They just have like... It's it very... sexier? Sexier, <laughs> but it's also just a lot of like... It's not like straight stand-up. It's a lot of like fucking mime and drag artists and jugglers and shit and musical comedy like all the stuff that it's great theater but it's like in my mind it's not really like it's not club comedy i like club comedy that's yeah. just who i am that's Dude, like an, uh, an that's like cringier Netflix. that used to be big sorry <laughs> yes sorry dollars and that used to be like big here like early 2000s yeah and they just announced the remake of the office that like literally they announced it's like the first version of the office to have like a woman be the michael Ooh. scott character and they were like this girl boss is gonna take on the toxic office culture and you're like this sounds like the least funny show i've ever fucking <laughs> it's like why don't we take all of the funny stuff out of the office and then make the australian public watch it i mean there's never yeah, really dude. been there's never really been an offensive crass female uh sitcom character i think since roseanne and that didn't go over well she's canceled so i feel like no one ever, tr ever tries it anymore well Wait, the American office had that one girl. She was the boss for like a season and she was pretty crass. The British girl? Okay. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, yeah but this one's not going to be crass. This is going to be an empowering. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she wears pantsuits and would have voted for Hillary if she lived in America. I don't know. It's so weird. It's like my problem with, with the Australian comedy industry in general is that I have the same political opinions as all of the people in the industry but i just hate them all <laughs> like i'm super left wing too i'm a cuck but like i'm not gonna like i just think that's so boring on stage like just mm -hmm. to me personally i don't find it very interesting and i feel like the whole industry in australia because it's such a small market and uh australia still doesn't have a real sense of its own identity we're still like trying to figure out if we're like england or we're like america or we're anything we're so fucking worried about upsetting people or ruining the market share because there's like 30 million people here. No one tries anything. Everything's very anodyne. It's very safe and it's very inoffensive. And it's like, it's not, it's not very creatively fulfilling. Mm. Yeah, I think I, I saw your one clip and I, I was looking at the comments on it because I thought that joke killed. That joke would kill in America. The the one about uh, your girlfriend supporting abortion. Yeah, yeah, that that's so funny. And it, it kind of made me realize too, is like, it's kind of a shame because like on the right here, like nothing's off limits, but like the left will like eat their own. I was like, it would be so much funnier if like people just like could let go. And like if you walk through the doors of a of a of a comedy theater or a comedy, you know, house and, and people just were like, 
you know, understood that it was off limits. And that's why I love clips of like people getting torn apart in the crowd because it's like, you're at a comedy show. Just like, let go for like an hour. That's the thing, man. Like, I think if you go to like the stand in New York or the cellar or um, I don't know, Laugh Factory in Chicago or something, I do think that most of the audience there are probably pretty left-leaning, but they're up. They're actually like, this sort of does seem to be more of an agreement in the US that people will be like, oh, we're paying to hear some fucked up stuff. Yeah. Like they'll walk into the club, be like, what are we going to hear? Whereas I find in Australia, it's a lot more of like, they want to see themselves reflected back by the performer, which is just, it's just inherently not interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think we definitely benefit from like the American egotistical attitude. We don't really give a shit what anyone thinks. And so that definitely is reflected in our, uh, in our entertainment for sure. You should just come perform in Texas because a lot of them like Aust Austin's very left leaning, but like that is like comedy hub right now. That is like Hollywood for comedy. The crazy thing is it's not the, the thing that people seem to think is that what you say on stage is what you think. Yeah. And it's like it's a performance. Yeah. These are two different uh, like, yeah, this isn't a political speech. Like I can point out hypocrisy or make a joke about left wing things and still be left-wing. Absolutely. I, I, find, yeah. I find it's more difficult to get away with that here for whatever reason. And then if you do that kind of material here, you tend to get branded as some kind of like, uh, oh, this guy's a, a whatever, misogynist or a homophobe or whatever it is because like the industry is very very small and it's controlled by people at the moment who seem very intent on pushing a um a very inclusive form of comedy which makes everyone feel safe yeah but that's not what comedy is about mm -hmm. well it is what some comedy is about like yeah i think that, but... that there's room for everything but uh when you've got four million people in the city and two clubs uh there isn't as much room as i'd like there to be and for some reason there's an antagonism where like the people like me who like club stuff and the people who like more like cabaret shit for some reason don't like each other which to me is silly because it's like well why don't we all just like enjoy the fact that we're all doing this thing and like you do it a different way to me but i, I like that you do that but i'd like you to be fine with me doing what i'm doing my it seems personal, to be an either or thing my personal theory is that like in the same way that people have their two beliefs and like political spectrum I feel like there's also just two ways to cope with life. It's all, it's either you, there's a type of person who laughs at the yeah. absurdity and these are the comedy fans or there's the people that are affected by it and they just want to be given like solace and like comfort because it's also hard and crazy and stuff's going on and it's overwhelming. So those are typically the type of people that get offended because they're always like, that's not funny. No, but it's like, yeah. well, 50% of the people do think it's funny. Cause it's crazy. I've got this bit that I'm working on at the moment. It's a, it's a very Australian joke. It probably wouldn't make a lot of sense to an American audience. But the idea is that uh, we have this slogan that a lot of um, indigenous people here say, Aboriginal people, which is um, always was, always will be Aboriginal land. That's like the slogan. And then you see a lot of like white, young white people walk around wearing t-shirts that say this um, because they want to be progressive on uh, indigenous rights. And my joke is like, if you're wearing that shirt and then you're not actually giving the land back, it's just, you're just lying. So stop lying. <laughs> yeah. Stop saying like, it always will be your land. And then they're like, can I have my land? And we're like, no. No. Go away. Right? <laughs> and I did that joke the other day, right? And this girl, this like 20 year old girl in a very progressive part of Melbourne in the front row goes, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> And I, I said, uh, like, what's your problem, right? And she's like, 
well, the people that are wearing those shirts are making an effort. What are you doing? And I said, well, I'm talking in front of a room full of people. What are you doing? Complaining in a room full of people? <laughs> yeah. And then she got really upset, like stormed out with her boyfriend. But um, <laughs> you, you bought a shirt made in a sweatshop in China. That's what I you know, did. right? <laughs> you made some slave make a shirt yeah. so that you could look cool. And feel better about yourself. still being on stolen land. <laughs> it's so fucked up that we're like, we stole it, but... Isn't it cool that I'm like mentioning it? But <laughs> the funny thing is, man, like the same fucking people that I know who talk about like, oh, it's stolen land, it's their land. The same people that say that shit are the ones who are like, I can't afford a house. I want a house. And you're like, well, is it fucking stolen land? That Like you want a house on the stolen land? So you're like, you're not even upset at stolen land. You just, you want to be dealt in. <laughs> where, do, where do they, where do they want to go? Should, should we start making sure to say like let's go back to england or like what's like where where do you go and this is the weird thing like people i would i say this shit and then people think i'm like right wing but i'm like no 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 like i'm i go further like i genuinely if i was in charge i'd be like yeah it's stolen and here it is you guys can have it and then we'll just rent it like <laughs> nice. give, give them the land like just give it to them and then if they're like fuck off we're like ah shit well we gotta go yeah <laughs> But there's, there's like a hard limit to it where like people are, they want to seem cool, but they don't want to actually do anything that will upset the status quo or make them uncomfortable. They're like, it's, they say it's stolen land and they're like, and then you go like, well, why don't you leave then? Like, why don't you take a hundred percent of the white person you are out of the country? Would you say that- That would, that would hit here. That would definitely hit here. We got the same thing going. Would you say that the aboriginals- discussion is the is the number one thing on the list of for australians where people go like Ooh, what's he gonna say like oh, they tense up yeah you know what's funny about that though so like in victoria where i live um on the stolen land that i live on <laughs> uh <laughs> when the british came here uh, with the convicts and all that shit they um they basically massacred everyone who was living here and the ones that they didn't kill they kicked out and they pushed them into new south wales which is the next state so there's like no aboriginal people here like none really it's like there's like maybe like a couple of thousand but Uluru, in general like right? Uluru is in way up north way mm -hmm. away from where i live right, but right. like um so like people here are super progressive on aboriginal issues because they don't there aren't any here so they have this like rosy view of like oh my god they're like the noble they were so noble and wonderful and they never did anything wrong then you go to parts of the country where there are aboriginal people like a lot more aboriginal people like Perth or Darwin, where there is a big population. And people are way, way less, I mean, white people are way less um, nervous about talking about it because to them, it's a real thing. It's part of their lives. So they'll mm -hmm. talk about it and they tend to be less progressive because, you know, because of generations of trauma and abuse and shit, things are fucked up there. So like, if you talk to someone who actually lives amongst Aboriginal people, they're, li they're liable to be a lot less nervous and progressive than the people that live on the land that was like, ethnically cleansed well yeah, yeah that's a hypocritical yeah you know what's 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 funny about america is we have you know obviously we have a very similar thing with our with our natives but like americans up until like recently still called them indians so like we had like dude, but they like, we we had, like 500 too. years <laughs> we had like 500 <laughs> years to figure it out dude like that we weren't that they weren't indians <laughs> we were still like you know and the funny thing down here is like you know if someone mentions indian you go like dots or feathers <laughs> but like fuck <laughs> yeah. I, I mean get, correct me if i'm wrong but like america indians in america american indians like native americans 
prefer being called Indians. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I haven't I haven't met many here in here in Florida, which is basically like the Australia of America. They are Indians didn't uh they didn't lose. Everyone else got like moved out to like Oklahoma and even where where we went to school were called the Seminoles. That's like the tribe and like our, their whole slogans like unconquered because when Andrew Jackson came and kicked everyone out on the Trail of Tears, they fought and they won. They like beat America. So they're still here. Their like tribe is just south of me and south of Tampa. And so like all, all of our casinos and stuff like are on their land. So like they never had to go anywhere. But like most of them, I think they're the only tribe in America that didn't go anywhere. Mm. So it's like here, right? So the Aboriginal people here were just uh, Stone Age. They just never really got out of the Stone Age, uh, which isn't like a criticism. It just is is what it is. So yeah. when the English came here, they just fucked them up. Yeah. Um, but when they came to New Zealand, uh, the Kiwis had slightly better technology, but the, the fucking Maori men, they're just scary motherfuckers. They're big dudes. They're very warlike. Like they'd been fighting one another for like a thousands of years by the time the english came and it's the same sort of thing in in new zealand they kicked the shit out of the english and the english (laughs) were like all right all right all right let's just make a deal so they have a treaty like their constitution is actually a treaty really dude i don't blame them you ever you ever seen those hakas before the rugby games dude that shit's terrifying dude (laughs) (laughs) but they did rat fuck them because they wrote the treaty in english and then they were like what does it say (laughs) i don't know They just changed it now so that the treaty is in like the native language, and it turns out a totally different document <laughs> when you read it in their language. I figured so, it like, out. That didn't happen here. That like we just had none of that shit. It was just a bloodbath here. So so yeah. To answer your question in a roundabout way, that's probably the thing people are most nervous about. Mm. But it's probably also the thing most people know very little about. Um, yeah. Which is, yeah, we just never learned about it at school. I only it's... know about half this shit because I studied it at law school. You know no, what's you crazy? Went to law school. Sorry, but you know what's crazy is that the UK has put up like Nazi level numbers and they the crown is still <laughs> fucking going. Yeah, they're still going. And then we're they left fucking... to deal with it. <laughs> heinous like the amount of stuff they did uh it's like tiny little country too there's like there were like 12 people there and they ruled they just ruined everyone's lives for centuries yeah i love how they just got to sit back and they're like all right we're done with colonialism and then we're all like left with it we they all, just like, stabilized to the deal entire continent. We're left to deal with it. Africa dude, the got sun, fucked because of them. Yeah, the sun never set on the English Empire. Dude, that shit was wild. It's like they were drunks who sobered up, but they never like did that step in AA where you apologize. They just went. Yeah, we make amends. Like, <laughs> yeah. They just went straight to like, what? I'm clean now. Like, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> they just they gaslit the whole planet. <laughs> we have a new queen, bro. It's fine. it's so messed up man like you hear about the shit they did here i mean they did so like the the things they did here were so fucked up like they didn't kill most of the people the aboriginal people who were murdered weren't killed by the british they were killed by uh convicts that the british brought here and then gave them guns and they were like you do it so it's like they they brought slaves to then kill other people like it's it's like yeah i mean it's like if the Maybe this did happen in America, but if like Columbus had brought slaves over and he was like, you guys go kill the Native Americans, I'll just hang out. Like there's like eight levels of fucked in the story. At least here, at least here in Florida, the, what happened was the, the slaves actually ran away and joined the Indians and fought the Americans. Mm -hmm. That was part of why they, they won. Why not? Yeah, dude, they fucking killed, dude. I mean, I, I mean, I understand how the Americans lost. If you've ever been to Florida, they, they came out here and they were like mosquitoes and alligators. Fuck this, dude. Just let them have it. They can and fucking like have the it. Americans that were 
the Americans that were there at that time, they were like still, they were basically like fresh off the boat from England, right? Probably. Mm-hmm. I mean, at that time, it was like the 1800s. Like it was probably like you know second, third generation Americans. Yeah. So yeah, they yeah. were not. They were not equipped to deal with Florida. Yeah, they're probably from they're probably from up in New York, and they came down to the south, and they're just like, ah, this fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a that's the the story of my hometown, Jacksonville. Basically, Andrew Jackson comes to visit, and like it was a big deal. It used to be called Calfer, and uh, the president came and visited the town, and he was supposed to stay for like a couple weeks, and he stayed for three days, and his wife was like, these mosquitoes suck. It's hot. It's swampy. It's muggy. Let's get out of here. So they left. And for some reason, after leaving early, the town was still so excited. They're like, that was fucking awesome, dude. Like, let's name the whole fucking city after him. So, like, that's how Jacksonville got its name. Our, like, logo is, like, him on a horse riding away. <laughs> him getting the fuck out of there. It literally is on our, it's on our, it's literally on our seal for the city. It's him rearing on a horse, waving his cap. <laughs> and you just know he was like, oh, thank God. Yeah, no, literally, he was like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. <laughs> And then imagine it be found. Was he alive when they renamed it? Oh, definitely. I don't, I don't think it took them long. They're like, that was fucking awesome. We had the fucking president down here. <laughs> that would be so embarrassing for the president. He's like, they named it. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> did I send, did I give them the wrong signals? <laughs> yeah. He's like ghosting a town. He's like, just don't write back. Just don't write back. We're not, we're yeah, not going to the ceremony. That's like if your boss came to visit your branch and left after an hour because he hated how you're running it and he had to go do some paperwork. And you're like, that went great. That was awesome. <laughs> like, did not work we out. We have a town here. I forget what town it is. But the queen came and mispronounced the name of it. It was like, it was like some Aboriginal name. It was probably like Woolongata or something. And she was like, ooh, it's a pleasure to be a Woolongata. So they just renamed the town. They just changed it to that, to that version of whatever she said. They were like, that's it now. That's what we're called. Everyone just pretends like group think. They're just like, yeah, it's always been called that, right? Queen I said. wonder if she ever did that on purpose. That's I think crazy. She, I think she did something on purpose to our town. She gifted some in like this town called Lakeland, Florida. And we got like a thousand lakes and she gifted us swans. So we got all these swans everywhere. Which like seems nice and beautiful, but they shit on every. So I think I think she did that on purpose. That's like some USSR shit. To instead of correcting the person, you just correct the fucking entire town. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're all wrong. <laughs> Melbourne was founded by a guy called John Batman, and for a while they were going to call the city Batman or Batmania. So if you, drive been, been Melbourne, you drive around Melbourne, you'll see signs that say like Batman Avenue and stuff. That's sick. <laughs> Do you it's have badass. giant like two yeah, foot bats there? I mean, not right here, but like, I'm sure they're around. They're around. You get on your house. That'd be fucking terrifying. Yeah, well, we have big bats here. Yeah. There's actually like a bat park near where I live. Uh, it's gross. Mm. It stinks. Because mm. they can't, they're not allowed to clean up the guano, like the bat shit. Yeah, the bat shit. So it just, it's all there. It's the gross. Ugh. It's disgusting. Maybe <laughs> Wuhan was correct <laughs> so you go to america yeah, have regularly. you ever eaten a bat <laughs> you go to america regularly what do you what do you love about america what do you hate about america when you travel here uh yeah so my girlfriend's american she now lives here um mm. but we met in new york so for a while i was going back and forth uh love and hate man i mean it's such it's i find that question really hard because it's such america's not one thing it's like so many things it's such a big country that it's like you know shit you hate about miami doesn't even apply in like New Jersey. Yeah, because there's yeah. no fucking Hispanics there. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Holy 
shit, man. So many fucking um, Cubans in Miami. Oh, yeah, yeah, dude. One of our best friends is half Cuban, half Jamaican. He makes music over in Miami, dude. It's the shit. I go visit all the time. When I was in Miami, I had a cab driver ask me if we had the Second Amendment in Australia. And I'm like, the Second Amendment to your constitution? What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> What an American question. Just to assume the whole world's just operating on our level. Yeah, on, on literally your constitution. Did we amend yeah. our constitution to reflect your gun laws? Yeah. You should have Basically, blown is his it? mind and been like, yeah. no one uses inches. You know that, right? No one uses inches. <laughs> what the fuck is a kilometer? <laughs> no, I mean, man, what's the what's the best part about America? I mean, it's just you know what I, I you know, actually you know what I love about America? Um uh MAGA. No, uh no. <laughs> MAGA. <laughs> I'm using this when I run for mayor. I love how you guys uh, retook your democracy on January the 6th. Now, I'm... <laughs> I love how multi-ethnic it is. That's a thing I really miss here is like uh there's not really many there's not a huge it's not a big melting pot. Like that is one of the propaganda things that you guys tell yourselves that's actually true. It is actually a melting pot. Like especially in comedy clubs where you walk in and there's like black guys and latinos and Jews and uh whoever else and everyone's just hanging out together except for the jews and <laughs> yeah no they can't sit with us yeah <laughs> yeah we're, we're still working on that one <laughs> when i come back and then i go to a club here and i just look around and it's just all white people oh that's awesome i mean uh, that's uh, <laughs> that's uh <laughs> well you guys are living that you guys are living the dream what do you mean? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, honestly, man, if I, if you got, like, a fucking clan member to come out here, they'd be like, can, can we do what y'all doing? Y'all got any tips for us? <laughs> got to take some notes. I mean, it's getting, it's, to be to be fair, it is becoming a lot more Asian here. There's a lot a lot of Asian immigration from China and Japan. So you walk around Melbourne now. Has, looks... has Stop Asian Hate made it to Australian Instagram yet? No, uh, we've actually just started it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you guys were 14 hours ahead. <laughs> my friend, my friend, my friend who's an Indian colleague, uh, he said, isn't it funny that now uh, with Oppenheimer, like if they made that movie, if they made those bombs today, they would call them reasonably sized man and stop Asian hate. <laughs> Dude, my friend, my friend had a better idea. So the double feature, the Barbenheimer double feature, my buddy told me he was about to go see Oppenheimer. He's like, I was like, what are you doing? He's like, he's like, I can't text you. I'm about to watch Pearl Harbor first. I was like, yo. <laughs> I was like, that's a whole different perspective I never thought of. That's hilarious. Yeah, Pearl Harbor and then That's great. Uh, that's like, yeah, you should, you should, cinema should do that. They should do like, uh, like, you know, that German movie, uh, Downfall, about like the last day. Yeah, yeah. They should do yeah. like a Schindler's List downfall double feature. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that's fire. That's good. That's, that's a good one. I like that, dude. That's fire. That's actually a line from Schindler's List. <laughs> <laughs> Where there's smoke, there's Jews. Sorry. That's, that is fire. <laughs> that's good. That's good. The hard thing about you know what the the thing I hate most about America, uh, which is like a thing that like I should, it shouldn't bug me as much as it does. But the fact that you guys don't add tax into your prices. Oh, that pisses me off too. Bro. Oh yeah. I suck at math. I just round everything up and add 50 cents. That's basically what I do anytime I go shop. I spend money like I hate it. Tipping, tipping is so anti. The reason we started tipping was because of the Great Depression. So that, so that uh, restaurants could stay open. They could pay their employees less. And then like, you know, well-to-do people could help 
you know, carry the weight. And then we just kept doing it forever, which is just ridiculous. I don't know if you guys have noticed this, or maybe it's just because I live in a, a big city like Atlanta, but they start asking for tips in the drive-thru now. What? That's ridiculous. Yeah. They hand me a screen and they're like, would you like to give us three more dollars? I'm like, for what? For putting it in the bag? <laughs> I drove around. <laughs> I did all the work. I got out of bed to come here. I don't know what the rules are because it, like no one tells you. So like my girlfriend and I would be at like a, a Arby's. And I'm like, do I tip here? And she's like, no, you don't tip no. here because it's like a company. But then you go to some like artisan coffee place and then it's like, oh yeah, everything costs 30% more than it actually costs. Yeah. It's so crazy. I just don't know what ha what's happening. I so, it so started to make its way here as well because for some reason, all of our like um, uh, credit card machine things, I guess they're all preloaded with US software because now you go to restaurants here and they go like, but it's different here because what, what normally happens is they go, oh, here's how much you owe. And then the, the, the tip thing comes up and the waitress says, like, just ignore that. And they normally just skip it for you. Mm, I wouldn't. But my girlfriend, <laughs> reckons she's been, she thinks she's been targeted by like waiters who like think she maybe doesn't know that you don't have to tip here because she says. The profiling her as an American. Yeah. Probably, dude. I, I would, dude. I would take advantage of it. But that's, that must, that's American brain, dude. I used to work at like a, a juice shop. So it was like one of those places where like you wouldn't think you would have to tip and I would really like make the, the customer feel bad. I'd be like, hey, you can, you know, tip if you like. Ask twice. Always ask twice because then they feel really bad. It's easy to say no once. Like what happens? Like if I go to a restaurant and I have food and then I just don't tip, like am I in trouble? No, we're going to, here's what's going to happen. Tyler and I actually used to work at a restaurant together. We're going to go back behind the kitchen and we're going to talk a lot of shit about you. Uh, if you do it to a girl, they'll probably cry. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And you'll ruin, you'll just ruin their day. Because like if you work at a restaurant, like you're saying, if you're like working at an artisan restaurant, one of the reasons you tip is because that antiquated stuff, the, the restaurant's allowed to pay you less than minimum wage. You might be making like $7 an hour and you make your money off tips. $5 but an like, hour. But I made that, $5 yeah, an hour one time. Yeah, yeah. But then, but then you end up making more than a lot of people because like we worked at a nicer restaurant. So like when you break it down after tips, you're making like $25, $30 an hour, which isn't, that's pretty good. That's like $52,000 a year. But um, but yes, yeah, so like, but if you go to like Arby's or McDonald's or whatever, those guys are getting paid minimum wage, probably plus some. They're probably making like fifteen, sixteen dollars an hour. So tipping them is not necessary. Like they just that's, that's pretty, pretty shit. The minimum wage here, the minimum wage here is now like thirty bucks an hour. Yeah, it's it's pretty shit. But like, if you're working what? at a fast food restaurant, I don't think working at a fa working at a fast food restaurant, you're not supposed to be able to make a living. Mm. It's kind of like the that's kind of the general It is crazy, but that's just how we feel. It's like it should be for the elderly and high school students. Go get a job. <laughs> That's another thing that is wild to me when you go to America and you see like a 90 year old man bagging your fries and you're like, just <laughs> die. Like, just get out of here. Just kill yourself. My, my favorite, this is, I think this is like an American thing, but like my favorite thing that elderly people do is greeters at like grocery stores or Walmart. He's got some old guy standing in a vest at the front door saying, hey, good morning. How are you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What job is that even? <laughs> it's greeter. That's what they it's do. Like a it's just like, you're yeah. old. We got to give you something to do. <laughs> we got way too much fucking money. Just stand there. They don't like <laughs> do anything. They don't like no. direct you anywhere. They just say hi. Yeah, they're saying yeah, they just hello. Make you, they they're just so make... old. They're basically, they should say goodbye. It's like last time. They should be saying their byes. They should be wearing... <laughs> they should be wearing like a, a clock that just counts down the minutes they have left. <laughs> 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 Give you an existential crisis every time you yeah. go to Walmart.
like the ball like, drop. Oh, I had a moment like that last night. Last night I was with a girl. We decided to go get like dinner real late and like nothing was open. So like we go to we go to we go to McDonald's and she realizes she can't have anything because she's got like a gluten thing and a dairy thing. And I was like, well, that would have been, you know, good to know before we went to before you suggested McDonald's. And so like I'm sitting at, I'm sitting at the drive through and she's like, I can't have anything. So I turned to the, the lady. I'm like, ah, no, thanks. Actually, we drove away. And I was like, I really hope that lady thinks I just like had a pivot moment in my life. And I was like, what the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> <laughs> like this is it this, like, like i just turned my life around in that moment i really hope she thinks that like that was it for me that was the final straw yeah, you, is gluten intolerant and dairy intolerant and goes to a mcdonald's there's someone who clearly doesn't know themselves that well my <laughs> type of girl all they sell <laughs> you could have fries yeah right french fries that's about it yeah that's got gluten in it i don't think mcdonald's fries has gluten either. mcdonald's fries so. we end up going to wendy's because they got baked potatoes mm. i went to a wendy's the first time i was in america and um i ordered what i thought was like a normal quest which is just tea hot tea milk and it was in um houston oh no you're in the south <laughs> and it came like it came out they gave me like probably like i don't know you guys don't do metric but they must have given me like um what do you guys use instead of liters we, we still use liters for for drinks we use cups and pints too but like if you're getting like a big like bottle we call it like a two liter okay yeah she gave me about a liter of water like boiling water and then she gave me it must have been half a dozen different milks all in like little taster cups because <laughs> she couldn't figure it out also, that's the thing we don't have here is half and half. Half and half. Really? Wait, no, why? No thing here at all. No. We don't have creamer milk? as well. Why? I have no idea, man. But like creamer is not a thing here at all. It's like you can't like you can't just go into a Starbucks and just get like a little packet of creamer. It's just like well, I thought you guys didn't have Starbucks. I thought you guys like uh you boycotted Starbucks so that local coffee chains could thrive. No, nah, we got Starbucks too. We got a bunch of Starbucks. But they're like I boycott Starbucks. Oh fuck. America me. runs on dumping. I thought you guys boycotted Starbucks and like pushed them all out. Is that not true in Sydney at least? I mean it might have been, but like there's Starbucks around. It's fine. Okay. It's, it's overpriced, but it's fine. Because you guys have great coffee. Because you have a lot of local places. Yeah, for some reason coffee is a huge thing in Melbourne, especially. Like in Australia in general, but like in Melbourne, it's like a big part of people's identity, which is really sad. It's not much. It's not much different here. It's not much different. Wait for pumpkin spice to come back. Yeah. <laughs> I just sometimes I'm like talk like my girlfriend and I were like, what do we do this weekend? Eat again? Like that's all you do here. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like, is there anything else to do? We just there's fucking there's nothing going on here. It's just like Melbourne. Everyone's like Melbourne's got this cafe culture, and you're like, okay, so I'll just eat fucking thirteen dollar eggs for the rest of my life every day. <laughs> is that what I do? <laughs> is that Man, fun that's good. for me? Life is good. <laughs> yeah, life's <laughs> got to get me my $13 eggs and $20 coffee. It's not much different. I bought some eggs the other day, and every egg came with a number on it, like like it had been in Auschwitz. And it had, <laughs> they, it, they said, we've counted the number of steps each chicken took before it laid the egg. And that's what printed the steps on the eggs. They're trying to tell you it's free range, or they trying to humanize the chicken and be like, ah. "Well, I don't know, man. It could be free range, or they could be just on a treadmill." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is that free range, or is that very like 1984 dystopian, where it's like we're track, we're geo, we're geographically tracking this chick? I don't care, dude. I want that job. I want to be the, I want to be the, the, the chicken step counter, dude. The chicken accountant. <laughs> what a great job. What are the stresses? What are the stresses of the job of the chicken accountant? Comes home and he's all pissed off. There's someone buying an egg and they're like, I can't eat this. It's only got 35,000 steps. <laughs> chicken was lazy. It's a fat as fuck. chicken. It's a yeah. lazy chicken. <laughs>
That's fucking crazy. I don't. What's the benefit? Of that? Chicken steps equals one human step as well. Well, that's a great question. If a dude walked like thirty thousand steps, you'd be like, that that guy's fit. But if it's a chicken, that's like he went like, like twenty feet. feet. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm gonna say in the in the realm of sixteen chicken steps is one human step. Sixteen. That's math. a good guess. I did the math just watching. You did the math. I right did a little like yeah. conversion thing, conversion chart on the bottom of the eggs. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait till that trend makes it here. That's that's crazy. Why? Who cares? Like what? <laughs> like I don't get that at all. There's also no law that says you have to put the correct steps on there. They could just be throwing up random numbers just to be like, there, there <laughs> you go. <laughs> Chicken step fraud. Yeah. There's no law. Or you put organic on everything. There's definitely no I, chicken step law. I prefer my chickens caged. I'm not eating an egg unless that bitch has an egg on it. Mm-hmm. I got a big old zero. You guys, you guys have bad eggs in the U.S. Yeah, school shooters. Oh, oh like oh, we got, we got eggs. He doesn't like he doesn't like colored eggs. Dude. <laughs> I love, I like like, he likes, he likes his like, eggs like he, just, he likes his eggs like he likes his comedy clubs white. <laughs> <laughs> I just like the fact that you thought I was like Joe Biden. Like you guys got some bad eggs. <laughs> yeah, that is a, that is a that is a saying here. I was gonna comment on that. I was like, we do got plenty of bad eggs out here. <laughs> Yeah. Do you notice any cultural differences between you and your girlfriend? Or because I feel like I went over to Australia. There's not, you guys aren't like totally alien to us. You guys are pretty American. You guys just talk a little funny and we talk a little funny to you. That's such an American thing to say. You guys <laughs> are pretty American. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't say like, y'all. Oh, no, you're normal. Y'all you're are like pretty us. American. <laughs> yeah. I always, yeah, I, I always mean, thought, are. I always thought the Australians were kind of like our cousins, dude. I always kind of felt that way, especially as a Floridian. It's like very similar here in Florida to what we think Australia is like. We kind of consider ourselves like the Australia of America. And we got big, scary animals. Yeah, I'd say Florida is the closest to us to an Australian. Like uh, mm-hmm. Florida yeah. is very, very similar to like Queensland. Um, the thing I would say, you know, you know what we struggle a lot with is um, just like a basic. Sometimes, sometimes I see her going to shops. And order something and i see the cashier like think they've had a stroke for a second because she looks like an australian but then this weird sound comes out of her mouth does she have a <laughs> does she have a jersey accent no she's just got that sort of broad american accent she doesn't sound like yeah. she's from anywhere mm-hmm. but uh like the other day at home i was like oh we need soap and she's like huh and i'm like we need soap she's like what what word are you saying so nope and i went we need soap so like, oh oh okay we need soap like, <laughs> You have a good American impression. She hates my American accent. What's your What's oh your favorite Ameri- What's your favorite American that's, accent? That's like when so to... crazy that you think that. Oh my god! No, that one. Thank you so much. <laughs> hey, trust me, we hate that one too. We hate that Valley Girl accent here too. Trust me. Mm-hmm. You guys do. You know what you guys do? You end. You go down at the end of your sentences. So you'll go like. Hey, I was at the store the other day and I bought like eight eggs. That's true. In Australia. We'll yeah. Go, I was at the store the other day and I bought eight eggs. Yeah, you guys do go like up. A question? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You Dude, guys my, sound more my, authoritative. My Australian accent sucks. I don't even think I could do it. Florida. Tyler, you've got a good, you got, Tyler, Tyler's got a decent New Zealand accent that he does. Nah, stop it, stop it. Dude, don't it's pretty funny. Do it. I need to Let me hear it. Uh, well, I gotta hear myself. My name's Tainan Paula. How about that? <laughs> my name's Kevin Parker <laughs> of Tainan Paula. That's not too bad. It's not too bad. Kevin Parker. Kevin Parker. A lot of you guys think I'm English. Every time I'm there, people are like, oh my God, are you from England? That's yeah, dude, you, that's Because you probably, you probably hear it more. Like, how do you distinguish between that? Because they do kind of sound similar to us, but to you, they probably yeah. sound completely different. Whenever I do an Aussie accent, I always end up sounding English. How's it different? My grandmother was English and very like, 
posh English. So like to me, they're completely different sounds. But I kind of get that you guys would think they sound similar. Mm -hmm. yeah. What's your favorite? What's your like favorite American accent to make fun of? Like if you're gonna make fun of an American on stage, what are you using? Using the South? Well, no, I make fun. I just do that Valley Girl accent to talk shit about my. Nah, that works too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My God. Mm -hmm. but, um. Your southern accent you did earlier was pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I have this joke. It's, a, it's now a couple of years old about uh, meeting a guy who was so right-wing, he became left-wing again. Yeah, that shit was hilarious. That shit got me. <laughs> Gay marriage, I would never let my daughter date a homosexual man. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually perfect because you got it right, too. That is an Alabama accent. It's different in, like, different parts of the South, but that is Alabama. Roll Tide. <laughs> there's this dude i follow on youtube called bow of the fifth column it's like a very uh it's like a really interesting dude i think he was in he was a u.s military contractor and he lives in florida um and he's very left-wing he's like hardcore left-wing guy um and he starts all his videos well howdy there internet people it's bow again <laughs> howdy <laughs> Yeah, we just we did start we start we did bring Howdy back. No one was saying Howdy for a long time, and now whenever I answer the phone, I'm like Howdy. <laughs> Go. The thing we say here, we say cunt all the time, but it's like oh, a bad it. thing. I love it. And so, I love that. And so I was with my I had an American guy staying uh, here, and um, my girlfriend called, and I picked up the phone and went, Hey, cunt, what's up? <laughs> and, then was, and then it was like, All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, love you. See you, cunt. <laughs> and he's like, the fuck dude if i if i called a girl cunt here i would, I would get like my shit kicked in you're getting slapped yeah yeah well she's she's now she likes it so now sometimes she'll do a bad australian accent from the other room i'll just be sitting there watching tv and i'll hear cunt. Cunt. <laughs> <laughs> i love how it's like a term of endearment it's almost like a cat. i want cuddles as a cat meowing for food well in australia you're more likely to call a friend of yours a cunt and a enemy mate. Mm. Ooh, that's kind of like buddy. If I if some guy came up to yeah, me at the bar, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, call me buddy, I'd be like, I'm not your, I'm not your fucking buddy, pal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same thing here. Yeah. If I, yeah, if I see a good friend, I'd be like, oh, you, you can't come here. Someone's saying a fight, you'd be like, mate, mate. We love to give each other. We like to give our friends like authoritarian titles. Like, yeah, what's up, chief? How's it going, senator? <laughs> Yeah, you do yeah. that. Mm -hmm. Have you done it on stage? That's a funny bit. What, me on stage? No, Brady's not a comedian. He's just he's just a fucking dude. I'm just a guy, dude. That I don't go on stage. That concept is super funny, man. That's I might, pretty good. I might, I'm, I'm, considering, I'm considering going on stage. You can use that. You can steal that. Oh, for sure. What's up, governor? I'll steal that. <laughs> Yeah, you can have Yo, it. Yo, go ahead. Use it. Go for it. I had this joke about um, about uh, women in the South kept calling me kept calling me names that were just things I would put in my mouth. Like, like, hey, honey. Going, hey, going, honey, sweet pea. Sweet pea. Ass, asshole. <laughs> You're a dick. That's yeah. so good, dude. I always, I always joke about in the in the South how like if you go if you go up to because you've been in New York, you know, like when you order food, it's like you just tell them what you want. And you go in the in the South, you have to have a whole conversation. If you order food in the South, you're like, hey, how's it going? Oh, I'm good. How are you? I'm like, blah, blah, blah. What can I get you today? You know, like it's like a whole ordeal every time. So every time I visited New York, I'm always like caught off guard. Like I remember flying up to visit my buddy in New York. We're just in a small town in Long Island. I ordered pizza. And like I said, thank you. After the person turned around, they didn't respond. I was like offended. And I had to like remind myself where I was. And I was like, oh, that's right. If you, if you ever go to Germany, it's like that. You walk in and they just go, what do you want? And you go, they like, they're annoyed that you walked into their shop. <laughs> oh, I, had, <laughs> I had this, uh, I had this fling with a German girl and I like, uh, we, we like went on this hike 
And we got back and like she I told this story on the podcast before, but I think you'll like this because of that. I was I was like, we got back from the hike and she's like, oh, we should shower to save water. And I thought like she was being cute and flirty. I was like, all right. Yeah. And like we get in the shower and like, no lie, this girl turns the water on cold. And then like in between when we're using soap, she's turning the water off. Like she was super serious about saving the water. I'm like, what are you doing? I was like, I pay the bills here. Just leave that water hot and leave it running. Like stop doing this. When I was a kid, uh, Australia was in a drought. The whole country was in a drought. So they, they literally, the government said, save water, shower together. Like it, the government was like, you guys need to shower together. And like um, you, the whole country was told like keep your showers to three minutes we need to save water and so they gave out like free egg timers you could stick in the shower to like time that's crazy when the egg timer ran out they were like get out of the shower mate can't out <laughs> I'm bringing. I'm. I'm gonna start bringing cunt to Florida. I want to make it even more Australian here. I'm gonna see if I can make it work. I gotta say, as a person with Jewish heritage, hearing a story about a German turning the showers off was really uplifting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how yeah, the tides turn! <laughs> if you ever want a submissive girl, you might as well just date a German because they can follow yeah. orders like nobody yeah. else. <laughs> They're really good at following orders. <laughs> I heard this story the other day. I went and saw. Do you guys know who John Cleese is? Yeah, yeah. I've heard Monty that. Yeah. Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. He um he was just in Melbourne. I I got to meet him. It was cool. I went backstage and hung out with him. But um he was telling this story about uh the Monty Python guys went to Germany and they got taken to Dachau, the concentration camp, and um, their tour leader, like the person who was in charge, who by the way in German is called the Führer. So a, a leader <laughs> of a tour group is called a Führer. <laughs> That's a little um, edgy. <laughs> I know, right? And so they're like, their Führer goes up to them and goes, Hey, I'm really sorry, but um, we have to leave. We didn't, we booked a tour, but we didn't realize that like today is a shorter day for some reason. They were closing the camp early. And one of the Monty Python guy goes, Tell them we're Jews. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's fucking great. That's so is Monty funny. Is Monty Python one of your biggest like comedy loves or like what? Well, do you remember like your first sort of comedy experiences or just what really inspired you to go for it? Yeah, I mean, growing up, Python was like a thing. But it's more my parents' generation. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, um, I just always, I just, I remember like always wanting to be funny, like to the point where I thought I had something wrong with me. Like at school, mm. I would like say to myself, I'm like, just don't make jokes today. Like it would, I would be upset that I just couldn't go a day without like saying some shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then it turned out, it turns out that my great grandfather was a comedian, like a very famous American comedian. Oh, oh wow. Well, it might be in the blood. I don't know, but you know who I loved, who was, he's not well known at all in America, but he was a great, uh, Irish comedian called Dave Allen. Okay. I grew up watching a lot of his stuff. I had a DVD of his for some reason. Um, he was so funny. He, he would just sit there and smoke. Uh, the whole show was just him sitting on a chair in the middle of a stage, just smoking. And then they would like do sketches in between his monologues. It was some of the funniest things I've ever seen. Like, I love that guy. I gotta look him up. Dave Allen? Dave Allen. Really funny guy. Go ahead. There was a lot of like pub jokes, I guess, or like stock jokes, but he was just fine, funny guy. I was going to ask, so when you were a kid, do you think, was there a reason behind you wanting to be funny every day? you think it was because you could, you figured out you could make friends really easier that way? Or you think uh, you just sort of got like a, yeah, it was a serotonin like rush? Did you get a serotonin rush from making people like happy and smile at you? Yeah, I never believe comics who are like, oh, I just do it because I like making other people laugh, right? Like, <laughs> mm -hmm. 
it's not why I do it at all. Like I'm glad that people <laughs> laugh, but it's all about me. Like mm-hmm. you know, if yeah, I could I just spray some sh- if I could just spray a, a bunch of shit on people's faces that gave me the same reaction, I'd just do that. <laughs> you can, dude. You can come on people. <laughs> you can come on people. <laughs> You are, you are legally allowed to come up <laughs> depending on how you do it. I mean, my experience, my come, my come landing on people does not make them happy in my experience. Yeah, it makes you feel great. Yeah, dude. If it's about you. Yeah. It's usually followed by a, why, why did you do this? I need a towel. Yeah, yeah, get a towel. That's when they call you mate. And can you take the mask off? Um, <laughs> can you untie me real quick? Yeah, exactly. No, I don't know, man. I mean, it's cool. It is cool when that shit happens. Like, you know, I did a show a couple of years ago and um, it turned out this woman was there. She had terminal cancer. It was her last night ever. She was going out to see comedy that night and then she was going to kill herself. Like, because we have euthanasia laws here. And so she Whoa. was like, she was just coming to see me and then she was out and she, her whole family came along. Wait, euthanasia laws, like you can euthanize yourself if you want to? Yeah, they got that in Switzerland. I guess they can't arrest you, but I mean, you know. So they do they offer it for you for free? Yeah, you just, if you're dying, you just go to a doctor and you're like, I want out. And they like, they're like, are you sure? And you go, yeah. And then they go to another doctor and they're like, can you check on this? And then if two doctors say you can kill yourself, then they'll just, they'll just give you a thing. What the fuck? That's crazy. They don't like send you like counseling. They're just like, nah, I guess let them do it. So two doctors decide, yes, you're fit to fucking unplug. Yeah, but you have to have a terminal illness. You can't just like okay. be like, I'm done. You can't just be like, I'm done. I'm tapping up. Dude, just like, suicide- you know, have, have lost a bet or something. Suicide's yeah. just the ultimate, it's just the ultimate rage quit. If you think about it. It is exactly. It's just rage quitting. So this woman came along and then like someone told me that they were like, oh, by the way, you know that woman in the front row oh yeah she's dead now um and she was like she just wanted me to pass on that she loved the show I'm like wow great, well, she's not buying a fucking ticket next year <laughs> yeah <laughs> where she put in her will she put in her will like to my mother my dad my life was so hard and david rose your comedy show is super good thank you <laughs> <laughs> My demographic is uh, come once and then never come again. <laughs> That's crazy. That's, That's like, like every girl, girl I've ever been with. <laughs> <laughs> come once. Yeah, at least I at least give them one. Someone's someone's bragging. Someone's breaking records. <laughs> no, what's your, uh, what's, your, what's your favorite? What's your favorite show you've ever had? Like, what's your favorite club you've been to? Your favorite crowd? Like, what's your oh, best favorite experience? show? I've- yeah, I was going to say the Cosby show, but uh... <laughs> I don't remember much of that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah also, my friend has a joke about that. He goes, my wife and I were watching a documentary on Bill Cosby. Halfway through, she fell asleep and I thought, fuck, he's good. <laughs> my friend Matt O'Neill's joke is a very good joke. Um, uh favorite show man i mean i've done so many now like it's hard to tell it's weird the thing with comedy is that like the shit that goes well you forget because it's like ah, it was good maybe then like like what's your favorite what's your favorite like club to play like what's the favorite club you've ever so the club that i live just down the road from i'm like two minutes from is the comics lounge in melbourne and it's like a 500 seater it's like a it's like a theater but it flattened so it's 500 people, but it's in just a long room. Oh, that's what we like, dude. Yeah, those are nice. Yeah, so, so I've had, I mean, I've had great shows there. I've had some, actually, I do, I was there on my birthday. And so they, I got the headline on my birthday. And then um, afterwards, the host brought me back out and made the audience sing happy birthday, which was cool. Oh, um, 
That's pretty sweet. Yeah. And then, I don't know, man. It's just, yeah, you do all kinds of weird shit. Like, uh, I did shows in Singapore once, and there was a dude getting a hand job in the back of the room. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. What a night. Oh, my did God. You some crab did you do some crab work on that or what? No, nah, it was, like, just, there was, like, five people there. So, like, 25% <laughs> oh of the God. audience was getting a hand job. <laughs> so, yeah, I didn't mention it because I didn't want to no, be use that in your marketing. The sexiest comedy show, the, <laughs> the horniest comedy show in Singapore. I mean, comedy just it takes you weird places. Like I've been in the middle of like rural Germany doing shows. I did a show in German in Germany once. Oh, you speak you German? know German in an amphitheater? Yeah, I speak German. I'm losing it now because I haven't spoken it that much since I got out of the camp. But um, I. <laughs> <laughs> I did a show in like an amphitheater. Have you ever seen pla- the second? Is it the second Planet of the Apes where they're all like using their mind powers to like torture the guy? He's like in the he's on the floor in an amphitheater, and they're all these guys are just staring at him with their <laughs> brains going like, yeah, and he's like getting tortured. That's what that gig felt like. There was like 150 <laughs> Germans just staring at me, just stuttering my way in German through a set that I barely understood. <laughs> Yeah, it was just unbelievable. Like, I don't think I've ever bombed that hard in my life. I can't imagine. You gotta be fluent German to be able to make Germans Dude, laugh. And they're, well, they're dry, their humor is super. Their humor is super dry and dark too. So their humor mm-hmm. is like completely different too. Yeah, it's uh, not an experience I would recommend, but it was very interesting doing it because, like, the thing about German is as well is that the uh, the sentences structured differently. So, like in English, you would say like. I went to the market, uh, and in German, you would say, to the market I went, which means that, like, your punchlines are all fucked up. You have to, like, rewrite yeah. your jo- I ended up just writing new jokes. That's crazy. Have you, have you ever performed stateside? Uh, for legal purposes, I have not, because I would like to visit America again. Nah. And I do not have a visa. Um. But if I had, I would have performed at Caroline's in Gotham and the Stress Factory and a bunch of other places. If I had oh, ever nice. done that. If you had, yeah. Yeah, Caroline's is a cool club. Caroline's was a cool club. It's gone. Yeah, sadly. I think Catching that one at? Star is still around, right? In New York? I've been to that place in Princeton. It's um, it's like a shell of its former self. It's got the name, which is cool. Yeah. It's like it's like now in the basement of a Hilton hotel in Princeton. Yeah. We only have two clubs here in Atlanta that it's that are designated for comedy. You know, obviously there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of like tiny performance rooms that aren't just for comedy, but they're like for little showcases and stuff where you can do open mics. But as far as clubs, we only got two as well. That's where I live. Well, it's funny, man. I met a guy who was like, he moved to New York and he was complaining. He's like, oh, I had to get out. I think he was from like Seattle or something. He was like, I just had to get out. We only had six clubs. I'm like, fuck <laughs> you, man. What? <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. <clears throat> yeah, some people got it good. Yeah, I, it's, yeah, you just can't. The thing about comedy here and comedy pretty much anywhere that's not the UK or the US is that like, you just can't get your reps in. So like a comic who's four years in in America is probably twice as good as a comic who's... Uh, 10 years in, in Australia. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel like y'all's, y'all's yeah. humor trans, your humor translates well. I think more y'all should, you know, uh, try to, uh, with with the internet, I think that's super helpful because Americans seeing y'all's content is is great because it, it translates well. Like British humor, British humor to me, like it's hit or miss because sometimes they're just so dry and so dull that like, you know, Americans don't really care for it as much. We're very, because we're very colorful. You know what I think it is? And this is like just a totally unsubstantiated theory. But my theory is 
the British comedy all comes from the written word. It comes from like Jeeves and Worcester and Shakespeare and shit. Like it's all written. Charles Dickens. Like it's all. Yeah. yeah. It's a very literate society. But the Americas and Australia were colonies, and they didn't have the printing press till like way later. So the only thing they had was live entertainment. They had vaudeville. So mm. our senses of humor. Uh, do, like evolved from a place of like needing live in-person entertainment i think that's why we're more similar that way that actually makes a lot of sense that's a good theory that, that is adds up also none of none of you can read none of us can read so yeah i still can't have you read. been to la have you been to los angeles yet oh man yeah i hated it you hate it <laughs> i feel like you'd be a good la comic though oh it's just gross man like it is gross. I stepped in human feces when I went there last time. Just on the sidewalk. And that was just getting on the Delta plot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was just getting out of the airport. I was also watching some uh, some breakdancers on Santa Monica Pier and some uh, homeless lady behind me was masturbating right behind me, like two feet away. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's incredible. She thought she was DJing for the breakdancers. <laughs> yeah, dude. She's on track. <laughs> <laughs> The, the, the thing that I think is the biggest difference between our countries uh, is just the sense of safety. Like uh, when I was in Philly, people were like, have a great time. You'll love it here. Just don't go past 90th Street or whatever. <laughs> and I was like, what, what if I do? And they're like, then you die. But like, just don't. <laughs> <laughs> like that was don't a pretty normal thing. Yeah. 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 But here it's like, it's so safe. Like there's shitty parts of town, but even the worst part of town, I would probably walk through at night. Mm. Why do you think that is without being racist? Uh, because... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that, was, that was so good, Tyler. We're edgy here, we're edgy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, part of it's we have no guns. So that's, that's true. a big part of it. That is true. All right, never mind. You're right. My bad. I take back. I take my back. <laughs> my friend Siraj is a really funny Indian comic. He told me, I, "Is this true?" He said in America that some people will. It's so fucked up. It's like racist but funny. Mm. Like it's so bad, but it's very, it's very clever. He said that some people will refer to black people as Mondays because of that song, I Don't Like Mondays. <laughs> That's like I the most abstract. I, <laughs> I haven't I haven't heard that one, but being in the South, I've heard some pretty I've heard some pretty clever ones. Uh, in, in high school, the girl I used to Don't date, say him. Don't say him. What the hell are you I'm, about to do? It wasn't me who said it. It's not me who said it. It's not me who said it. I used to date this girl in high school. We'd go out on her dad's boat. And whenever her dad saw black people swimming, he'd be like, we got to watch out for those rocks. So I asked him, I was like, why do you call them rocks? He's like, because they don't, they don't swim. They sink. <laughs> I was like, Bruh. damn. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know what's interesting, though, is that uh, it seems like the pendulum in comedy, and I guess it's maybe it's cringe or cliche to say the pendulum in comedy, but I feel like it is swinging back. If you checked out the last two specials that Netflix has dropped, Tom Segura and Mark Norman, there's some pretty edgy jokes, especially on Mark Norman. He has like some corny stuff that's like kind of dry, like so dry. But he had one that was just like, 
He had one that was straight up just like the Jewish grandparents and black grandparents. The thing they have in common is that they're both ashy. <laughs> and it's super dry, super corny, but like Netflix gave that the green light. That's pretty that's pretty wild that they're doing that now. I think uh Jew jokes are a little more in vogue again, which is probably mm-hmm. not great, but uh it is what it is. I don't know. I think America's always black people have always been a punchline in America. Uh I don't think that's ever really changed. The BLM though, the BLM era I, was very that- dicey. I don't. I don't know if you've heard this. Shit. Just got smarter about being racist. I think yeah, it's just got better at hiding it. Yeah, I just. I don't know, man. It's like. Uh, I think it's just always, always has been like that in your country. Yeah. But yeah, it seems like it's open season on Jews again, which is uh, concerning. <laughs> Not for either of you, but nah. yeah, dude. Last time it was open season, and we got them pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because I like Jesus. I'm not that Jewish. I'm I'm like 15% Jewish. I did a DNA test. I have a joke. I have a joke about it. I, go, I did a DNA test and I got a letter in the mail that said, you're a Jew, which is weird because I hadn't sent the DNA yet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that Jewish, like my roots. I didn't grow up Jewish, but my family background is Jewish. If you go back in my father's side, especially, but it's like, I'll make those jokes. And then I have to run and pass my girlfriend who's like Jewy, Jewy and be like, can I, is this cool? And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, she, she makes the final determination on whether I can say it or not. Is is Jew the only <laughs> is Jew the only religion that like shows up on a DNA test? I don't think you could take my DNA and be like, yeah, he's Catholic. Maybe the Irish. Well, it's Catholic. a religion and an ethnic group because basically, you know what happens when you get a DNA test if you have Jewish ancestry? You get a little message that says like, hey, by the way, you're gonna get a lot of matches because <laughs> all your ancestors fucked one another. <laughs> <laughs> They weren't allowed to marry into other religions. So they just like, mm-hmm. yeah, they had to keep it in the family. Um, so like all Jewish people are like a little related. That's wild. That's I didn't hot. really think about that. That is hot. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why, that's why like Israeli girls, they're so beautiful until like 35. And then they just, and then their evolve, DNA just, you know, just goes haywire. Yeah. Yeah, they just crumbles. <laughs> gonna be a fucking nightmare. So you're fifteen percent Jewish, but you're not. I mean, you don't identify as Jewish, right? Yeah, so I would probably identify as Jewish, which is an interesting thing because, like, I know for the benefits. Oh yeah, because there's so many <laughs> benefits, man. <laughs> Was it? I mean, dude, you show that card at the bank and it's a whole nother story, dude. A guy I know said to me, he goes, oh, not a good time to be Jewish. And I was like, name a time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe BC. Yeah. It's like five seconds in 1956. And that was it. Yeah, man. It was the only time. <laughs> yeah. Hey, dude, as a Christian, our God was a Jew and they killed him. So 
there really wasn't a good time. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I mean, like, so I would, but it's partly because my family background, uh, the, my great grandfather, who was a comedian, was a famous Jewish comedian. So I like, I feel very like close to him, even though I never met the guy because he was dead like 60 years before I was. What was his name? Do you know? Julian Rose. Okay, I'll look him up. With the Jew and Julian. But um, I would like consider myself, I, w- I would probably, yeah, I would say I'm Jewish or I have Jewish roots. But if I talk about it on stage, I always make sure to say like, I didn't grow up with it. It's like I'm 15% Jewish according to my DNA. But like, I'm not, I'm not like worried about saying I'm Jewish. Like I wouldn't avoid saying it. I think some people avoid saying it mm. because they don't want the um, the connection. The- yeah i don't want all the other shit that comes with it it's interesting yeah i never really thought about it so what's your story what's your two stories so you're not a comic but you are uh i'm I'm not a a comic comic. yeah tyler's a comic i'm just Mm -hmm. his friend i'm just a guy i really am just a guy i sell power tools tools. (laughs) yeah the good stuff milwaukee fall off the back of a truck Nah, nah, they're 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 uh, they're in the Home Depot, the depot as I like to call it. That's the one Australian word I picked on. How do you guys know each other? How do you start the podcast? How long have you been doing comedy? We did together in college, and we've been linked together ever since. Yeah, ever since. Spirits and souls. Yeah, interlinked. Not yeah. really. We were in the same fraternity in college, and uh, honestly. The reason, uh, the reason I became good friends with Tyler is we were at a nightclub one night, and everyone else was like trying to be cool, and I just see Tyler off in the corner like just doing this. Just and I was like, soul. I was like, I like that guy, I like his <laughs> attitude. And then the second time was when we were playing basketball. You held the door open for me, and uh, I like walked past you, and you didn't say a word. You just looked me in the eyes, and you went, <laughs> and I was like, all right, this guy's cool. <laughs> I'm game. I like how yeah. you impressed him the same way I would impress a five-year-old. <laughs> I was like, that was dope. You made a raspberry sound and stood on your own going like that. Yeah. <laughs> Brady was like, whoa. Like this kid, I was like, this guy doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. So then, Tyler, how long have you been doing comedy for? Uh, I start, I mean, so I've been like, I did comedy sketches like in high school and then going into college and I had some film stuff, but stand-up comedy, I only started last year. Um, I started oh, wow, writing. Right. So you're really fresh. Really fresh. Yeah. I started my senior year of college, just performing in front of my friends and writing jokes to try to kind of try to build up the confidence. And uh, the more I thought about it, I was like, yeah, I've kind of been into comedy since I was like six years old. My dad would play me like, Bill Cosby and stuff, which hasn't aged well, but you do go back. And Bill Cosby was a fucking killer, dude. He's so good. Um, they never killed him. Never killed him. They never did. Yeah, he's, he's a, a motherfucker. It's more, more of a rant. Silver linings. <laughs> silver yeah. linings. <laughs> yeah. He sprayed tons of silver linings on those ladies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, dude, I've only been doing comedy for a year and it is tough getting the reps since there's only two clubs and the bars, empty bars in front of just comic audiences uh, aren't the best sort of like ways to gauge if your comedy's good. So I've sort of been doing the street comedy um, in this 
heavily foot traffic area in Atlanta. And you can get a crowd of like 20 people sometimes on a Saturday or Friday when it's real busy. And uh, yeah, you can just do unlimited time. And so I feel like for me, in the point where I'm at and doing comedy, that's sort of the best way to go about it right now. Just practicing saying the jokes in front of strangers. Because the club is a different vibe, but you know, I'm just trying to practice my timing and really trying to practice joke telling and stuff like that, so. So I think you're at a very exciting time in comedy because you're you're not discerning yet, which is a really good thing. So like you're just throwing shit out there and seeing what sticks and you're not overthinking it probably. Mm -hmm. um, and you're also not worried about what other people are thinking about your comedy, like in terms of other comics or bookers or whatever else. It's a, it's a very exciting time because the thing I think about the first couple of years when you do it is uh, you have no sense of uh, what is and isn't a good idea. So you just try everything and you, you generally come up with some of your most creative premises around that time. And then you come back years later when you've got a few more years under your belt and you go, Oh shit. Like that stuff I was trying was really out there. Like I look at some of the stuff, like just the premises I was playing with when I was like a year in, uh, that would scare the shit out of me now trying to trying that material. Um, but I just didn't know any better. So I think it's a really um, fertile period. And I think if you can stick with it through those crappy crowds and um, doing it on the street, which I've never even, I never even considered that would, that would have terrified me. Although I did used to be a street musician. So I sort of know what you're talking about. Mm, get a Renaissance man, man of many talents. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, but not very talented at any of them. Um, <laughs> Jack of all trades, master of none. I feel that. Um, but I would say, yeah, you're like, uh, if you can stick it out, uh, what you're doing now will pay off. In the problem is, you'd have to think about it in years. How old are you? I'm only 23. Ah, man, you. So yeah, you're fine. You got plenty of time. Yeah, I'm excited. Some guys, I'm, uh, some guys when they're like 30 and they're freaked out and they want to like immediately, it's like a rat race from the start. 23 is fine, man. You got you got plenty of time to figure your shit. <clears throat> um, so yeah, like nah, it's great. I think it's a, uh, it's a perfect time to start comedy. You're, I mean, I started when I was 18, which I think is too young. I didn't have anything to talk about. I had no perspective. I hadn't even like had sex yet. It just was a strange time in my life. Uh, I probably would have, I probably would have been better served to wait, but you know. Did did comedy help you get laid? Uh yeah. Yeah, it did. I mean eventually. Yeah. Because <laughs> I experienced so much rejection by the time I came around to actually getting laid that I like I didn't care anymore. I was like, I've had, I've had enough bad shit happen to me on stage. It's like, this doesn't matter. That's the one thing I think it really does boost. It all, it boosts and destroys your confidence at the same time, comedy. Because uh, on the one hand, you have to be insanely confident to do it, to put yourself out there like that. And on the other hand, the rejection and the uh, just the um, uh, she bloody-mindedness you have to have to to go through these gigs again and again and to have these experiences that can just be like not even like traumatizing but just bewildering and how 
boring they are and how much time it takes out of your life to drive three hours to do some gig that pays nothing and has no one there. So it, it's like it builds character, but it also breaks it down pretty um, robustly. Yeah, I think Neil Brennan said like uh, he was the co-writer for the Chappelle Show. He was like, "All right, if you want, to, if you're if you're starting to do comedy, you're just starting to get into it. It's like prepare for no one to give a fuck about you for ten years. You know, like you got to be willing to just be like, I'm I'm in this for the long haul." And then when you get there, when you, when like, so I'm now at a point where I'm making a decent, I'm like an okay living from stand up. Like I still produce shows and stuff, but I can now make money as an act being booked, not just running my own shit. That's um, awesome. That's really awesome. Congratulations. Well, it's funny, right? Thank you. But like you get to the point I'm at where, which is nowhere really. And you, you've been struggling to climb this mountain this whole time you get to the top. Not, and then you look out and you realize, oh shit! Like, I'm on, I'm in a mountain range. I'm on the smallest mountain. There are a lot more mountains, and also no one gives a shit that I'm on this mountain. Like you, mm-hmm. you get there and you look around. And you go, is this what I've been working for for ten years to make like a couple of grand doing clubs? Like, cool. Uh, is is this it? And so I think a lot of people get to ten years in, they get disillusioned. And like it's ten years to get good. It's probably another ten years to get uh, established. Yeah, established and also so good that it would be stupid not to use you because yeah. you have a lot of good accent yeah. out there. I think what's cool about the time we live in though is that like this might be the first time in history where like you can make a decent middle class living off of entertainment, any form of entertainment because of like social media and stuff. You don't even need to be necessarily a superstar you just need like a thousand loyal fans who will buy your stuff or pay for your stuff and you and you can make it i would say it's gone the other way i would say it used to be that you could make a much better living than you can now because you used to be able to write for tv and um uh there were less there were like less people doing it as well mm-hmm. like, mm, that's true too i didn't think about it. it's oversaturated there's so many people who want to be comics because comics comedy is like a job now comedy is like a thing yeah. there's like courses and shit you can like study it can learn how to be funny that's crazy people listen to joe rogan and they're like oh yeah i could be that guy like it used to be this like insane thing so like because just so few people did it the opportunities were sort of more abundant once you got to a certain point i think it's probably harder now to make a living that it that it used to be once you get established but it's probably easier to become established now than it used to be <clears throat> like you can build a following now sorry the dog was going nuts in the corner i didn't want the mic to pick it up well i mean things look <laughs> like yeah. they're looking up for you matt right is fucking commenting on your stuff so you might have to break up with your girlfriend and make a business decision here the online shit is so like not representative of real life i had someone i bumped into someone and they were like oh wow congrats on your success and i'm like what success yeah Yeah. you got thirty-five thousand views on a reel congrats (laughs) it means nothing man like you know when i started comedy do you guys uh you might be too young to remember do you remember cracked.com 
Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah. I'm only like yeah. six years older than you, but I feel like the internet moves so fast that six years might not be, like might be enough time for this to have missed you guys. But like, it used to be the biggest comedy website on the planet. It's huge. Mm -hmm. Like my first thing I ever did in comedy was I wrote an article and submitted it to them and they published it. And I paid like 200 bucks US, which was amazing. Wow. Um, and it got like a million views. And I remember being like, oh my God, it got a million views. My life is about to change. And then <laughs> nothing happened. Mm -hmm. And then you post the next one and it gets 5 million views and nothing happens. And I remember like walking around my college campus being like 5 million people are reading my words right now. And I'm, no one's even looking at me. Like this used to be a, this used to be a big deal. Yeah. And the longer I'm on the internet, the more these numbers blow out. You know, I used to be happy with 10,000 views. And now if something doesn't get a million views, I'm like, I want to kill myself. And it just like, it doesn't <laughs> matter. It's like the numbers get bigger and the effect remains the same. That's interesting. I never really, I didn't really, we don't really think about it that way because we're still early in this podcasting thing. We were, we were geeking out this morning over having like 30 listens one of our, <laughs> our podcasts we were like hell yeah we're humble yeah we're very humble we're trying to be we're we're on like an we're abundance humblest. gratitude mindset mm -hmm. yeah and it's great that like it's great that you guys can start doing a podcast now um and, and try and build something organically rather than like sitting around and waiting for someone in the industry like because again like you couldn't pitch this to anyone if you went no. to a radio station and went hey I'm uh, I'm six months into comedy or whatever, and my friend sells power tools. Can we have a radio show? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> How did you get in here? How did you get past security? Yeah. Yeah. You'd be like, well, that's what the power tools are for. <laughs> <laughs> we basically only started doing this because we used to call each other like once or twice a week, and we'd just crack each other up, and we're like, we should just start recording these. Yeah. It's just fun. It's fun to do. It really is. Yeah, it's fun to do. And it's like a great way to just build a skill set. You don't know where it'll take you as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So you don't have a day job. Do you do comedy full time as your living wage? No, I did until this year. I picked up a day job because I want to move to the US. Um, oh, so really? I just did, well, at least for a couple of years. But yeah, I was just living on comedy. But then I went and got myself like, uh, it's, it's about the closest thing to not having a day job that you could have. It's a very chill workplace i work at a um you guys don't have this there but it's a it's called a bowls club it's like um warm balls like a gay bar i work like i work like three hours a day at this club and i just like help them put events together and then i like go home because cool. they just hired me because because they knew like they knew my comedy and they're like oh great like uh you can help us run our events. So I'm there like a maximum of like four hours a day. It's not a crazy. And they let me tour and stuff like that. Like they already knew I was a comic. So it's like the schedule works, but like, yeah. And in, in general, I don't have a day job. This is like a, a weird year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it you're must probably be gonna, kind of exciting though. You're going to move to New York probably, right? Because that's where your girlfriend's from. Yeah, but it's so expensive. Yeah, Where would you, you want to move? So you would get so good at comedy. You would. You get a I, lot of rest. If I had the money to live in New York, I would. But maybe like Chicago or um, yeah, Chicago's, Chicago's good. good. 
any big city is going to be expensive. It's not going to be much better than New York, honestly, in any big city. We're thinking of Hoboken. We're thinking of just moving to Hoboken, and then I'll just get the train into New Commute in. Yeah, that's not too far. Yeah. We had a, we just had an Austin comedian on who was on Kill Tony. You watched yeah. Kill Tony? Oh, he won, did he? he well, yeah, he was on it, uh, the Theo Vaughn episode recently. Yeah, he was on it. He actually killed so he did so good that uh, the uh, Tony Hinchcliffe had him open for his show in San Antonio. Yeah, oh, man, spot. that's cool. Yeah, yeah. But Austin, dude, Austin's. I think they're building two new comedy clubs still. I think they're opening even more. Like that would be a great place to live for you too. Yeah, but then you have to live in Texas. Texas is great, bro. Queso. What's there to learn? Yeah, did you get the best Mexican outside Tex-Mex, of Mexico? Yeah, barbecue. Don't they just have like they don't even have a power grid? They just like hooked up to a. <laughs> they just hooked up to like their neighbor's electricity grid. <laughs> Something like that, dude. They're wild over there. Texas is like one of the final frontiers of America. They're still kind of on their own. Yeah. Lone Star State. It's nuts. Well, they also want to be their own thing, right? Like that's the thing here. There's Western Australia. They. So they're like out Texas and they keep being like, we'll do it. We'll go. Yeah, to that's that's Texas. Yeah, Texas threatens it all the time. We're like, we'll secede. We'll fucking do it. <laughs> Don't fucking try us. But Texas and Florida Texas and Florida are kind of like uh sister states. Like we're very similar culturally. Very mm-hmm. like the very kind of you know, we got very liberal parts, but like we're run very conservatively. So uh so like it's a it's an interesting mix in those states. And I was in Florida. I went to the Everglades and um, went to uh, scuba dive on some coral reef. It was so, it's so amazing. So like we're in this uh, like jetty thing, and we get on the boat, and um, Trump shit everywhere, oh, yeah. every house, make America great again stuff. And then um, we go out on the boat. We go to the reef, and the guy, uh, the tour guide's like, you know, saying like. Now, don't touch anything. If we see you touching the reef, we'll take you back onto the boat. Like, we are like a marine park. We work very hard to preserve this reef. Um, but then you go back through that same little sort of swamp thing. And as you're going through, we saw like a manatee, just a manatee just like swimming past people's houses. Yep. And um, he's like, anyway, I hope you enjoyed your trip. We're going to dump our fuel now. And they just dumped it into the water. <laughs> and there were oysters there. And I was like, oh, do you ever eat the oysters? He's like, I wouldn't touch those oysters, man. They're full of shit that we just put in the water. So it's like, the guy's, the guy's like protecting a reef. But at the same time, he almost ran over a manatee. He's poisoning the water. And they're all voting for a guy that like hates the environment. Yeah, yeah everyone's making up their own shit in their head. Yeah. Yeah. We're just flying by the sea. We just make up the rules as we go here. I live, so like where I live, I'm like literally in the swamps, like in the middle of the state in swamps. I live about 10 minutes away from this park I go running and it has 4,000 alligators in it. So go for runs there because you don't feel it because your adrenaline's pumping the whole time because like you got a swamp on one side and this big lake on the other and like I'll just be running and it's not unusual for me to like have to stop because there's like a 10-foot alligator laying in the middle of the path. Jesus Christ. Yeah, Yeah, we we got got a a lot lot of shit here. here. It's It's crazy. crazy. Do you just run? I would run with like a bag of raw chicken in my bag at all times. No, what I what I, what I do is I I tell uh I try to get like the smallest child I can find near me and have them go first. <laughs> 
or get the elderly <laughs> people to go first. I'm like, you guys, you've had your time. It's funny because like growing up, like where I grew up, I grew up in like a country town. So there would be like snakes pretty regularly in our backyard. But like they're they're just pretty scared of people. So they would just slither away. And like they're very deadly, but like you have to really fuck with them to for them to be an issue. And then yeah, and then other parts of Australia, you just walk next to a river and you'll you'll a crocodile will just take you. That's fucking nuts. And your bugs yeah. and spiders are fucking massive there, right? Or is that a myth? uh yeah i mean they're big but like also again like they're deadly but only you're gonna really like go out of your way to to make one of them bite you it's not like a thing that really happens mm-hmm. especially not in the cities anyway yeah of course have you been to real rural rural australia at all i have yeah i'm going in like two weeks i'm going to uluru I'm taking my girlfriend there I'm gonna drop her off and Sacrificer. <laughs> Sacrificer. <laughs> well, we're, we've got a baby on the way, so we're going to get a dingo. Oh. oh. Wait, do you <laughs> actually know we, we, don't, we don't have a baby on the way. Oh, oh I was going to say. Is that, a, is, yeah, that, is, awesome. that a, is that a common problem that the dingoes do eat the babies? That is a real thing, right? Uh, a dingo happened? did eat a baby one time. And now it's just I think that thing. was just the Australian white trash excuse for I stopped watching my baby and it's gone. <laughs> yeah, that was the Aust- that was the Australian that was the Australian Casey Anthony. They sent her to jail and everything, and then a couple of years later, someone like found some the baby's clothes in like a dingo's nest or whatever, and they were like, "Oh shit!" They out. <laughs> Damn. Damn, that's crazy. Damn, it really was the Australian Casey Anthony. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Are you actually going to Uluru? It's pretty beautiful up there. I went there when I was. Yeah, I was going there in in like two weeks. Yeah. The flights are really awesome. expensive, but there was some promotion we found that the flights were like eighteen dollars. So, oh, oh damn. damn! Yeah, mm-hmm. Australia is a bucket list spot for me. I really want to go there, real bad. Yeah, it's just too far. Especially, I mean, even from Florida, like, yeah, yeah. it's just too even too far, man. Well, I mean, it's easier for you to get there than like from someone in like Ohio because you're like on the coast. That's actually. true. Because I'm on the coast, I can just head east. Yeah. Yeah. What's the general perspective or opinion on New Zealand? Because I went to New Zealand and I was like, this place is fucking beautiful. Why doesn't everyone just move over here? Uh, New Zealand's like our Canada. Like, it's cute that they think they can try to be a country, but (laughs) (laughs) we all know what's up. Yeah. That's That's funny. funny. It is embarrassing. You look at you look at just a map, and it's like, man, they they are not shit compared to you guys. Just look at the size. And they're not even on a lot of maps. Like if you look at a map, half the time they don't include New Zealand on it because it's just like a little atoll. It's cute. I mean, they just like it's too small. There's like four million people there. It's like a it's like a big little town. It is fucking beautiful though. I loved it. It's where they shot Lord of the Rings. That's how you know it's beautiful. Where they shot Lord of the Rings, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's uh, I've never. It's crazy. I've never been. It's funny. I've been like, I've been to Perth, which is on the other side of Australia. It's a six-hour flight, but I haven't been to New Zealand. And it's like an hour and a half flight. <laughs> have the uh, Have the aliens come to Australia yet? Has your government admitted to it yet? Uh there's a place in there's a place in Australia called Wycliffe Wells, which is uh, the UFO capital of Australia. 
which I've been to, and uh, everything's like alien themes. Like you go on the toilets, and the toilets are called like Malians and Femalians. It's pretty kitschy. <laughs> uh, but no, I don't think uh, I don't think I don't think there's a big UFO community here. Because you guys don't have nuclear weapons, right? No, but you you guys I don't yeah you guys launched a bunch like you tested a bunch of them in the in the Australian desert. England and America tested them in the in the desert because they mm. we were like we got nothing else go, living here just go for it. Just go for it. That's the theory That's of crazy. why aliens uh, come to America so much is because we have the most nuclear weapons. So on like their heat signature map, the the theory is like they see that we have the most like activity going on like at an atomic level. Which is funny because like considering how fat most of your citizens are, you also have the least activity going on in any country. <laughs> <laughs> like you're the most sedentary country on the planet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at a macro level, we're very stagnant, but at a micro level, yeah, we we're doing think... a lot of interesting stuff. Yeah, the ones who do move, <laughs> they're moving a lot. Yeah, You can break the atom, but you can't break a fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I was asking because I was, I was wondering if it was like a global thing. I don't know if you saw that in America, we literally had our Congress have a hearing about UFOs where they admitted that they've been covering it up. They've been covering up and they found an alien. It's ridiculous. It, it is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's great. Hey, fellas, what I got to go, I reckon. Hey, absolutely, oh, David, man. Well, this was awesome. Thank you so much This for was a blast. On. Thank you so much for coming. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, anytime. And yeah. when we're, uh, maybe when we surpass you one day in followers, we'll let you back on. How about that? Yeah, maybe. Maybe we can be <laughs> your, maybe if we blow up, we can be your passport into the American. Uh, yeah, we'll marry you. On that rock. We'll marry you. All right, David. Well, thank you so much, David. Yes, thank you so much, David. Have a wonderful evening.